0: All right, Forge family. Today we return to the Old Testament, to the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, and we're going to look closely at the book of Daniel. Uh, the book is named after the man whose name means God is my judge. In the 150 years prior to his birth, the nation of Judah watched their Israelite relatives in the nation of Israel those ten tribes to the north that made up the, the nation of Israel, they were swept away by the Assyrians. The ten tribes making up Israel had embraced all manner of wicked worship and immorality, and they had rejected the prophets of the that the Lord had sent to them to warn and to entreat them to turn back to Yahweh. Well, they didn't do that. And God's judgment fell on those ten tribes which were gathered and sold into slavery. They were scattered amongst the nations. So, during and following that time, Judah, the nation to the south, made up of the two tribes, Judah and Manasseh, okay? They had Jerusalem as its capital, but they practiced flagrant false worship, child sacrifice, and they invoked all manner of darkness described in 2nd Chronicles chapter 36. It isn't as if one nation or the other was more righteous or more holy. okay They both struggled with awful stuff. The evil kings of Judah were interspersed with kings and leaders who, who uh, and, and they lo- that loved God and they attempted to draw and pull Judah back to be God's people. So but the fr- from the time of Moses recorded in Deuteronomy 28, God had been warning and urging Israel to repent. Come back, to to turn, to return to him, to honor him only. Isaiah, Micah, Jeremiah, and other faithful prophets to Judah had had been warning and, and crying out for Judah to turn as well. But they would not. The Lord had been explicit that it would be Babylon. That would rise up and crush Jerusalem's defenses and take the people into captivity. The people of Judah didn't pay any attention. They, they in turn, they literally labeled Jeremiah and Micah and others, they labored that, labeled them as false prophets because what they heard from the, the other guys were feel good stuff. Oh no, we're going to prosper. Oh no, life is going to continue. We're going to rule. Okay, That was a lie. So God violently God's prophets were violently rejected. There, there was blood on on, on the ground. Approximately six twenty-five BC. That's a hundred years after Isaiah. Okay, a young man named Daniel was born into a royal family in Jerusalem. He was descended from King David in some fashion. There's some speculation, and I read a really interesting turn of the nineteenth um, century article. About the training of Daniel as a young man uh, So from the very output, very front of that I took it as biblical speculation Because none of it that the, that the man wrote about Can be found in the scriptures But uh, Jeremiah was preaching in the streets And if he was of the royal house And faithful to God in Jerusalem He got exposed to the, to the scriptures early So you can extrapolate some of this and then the third item that God mentioned was he may have been exposed to Rechabite disciplines. Now, do you know that term? Do you know who Rechab was? Okay, they were they were they were Canaanites. Okay, they weren't they weren't of the of the the tribe of of uh, under the uh, they weren't born under Jacob. Okay, but they they came and they they embraced Yahweh and they were welcomed. But they believed. That they needed to maintain their nomadic lifestyle and and shepherd lifestyle, goats, sheep, camels, you know that was it. But they, they were having nothing with living in, in urban areas, if you will, or uh, you know in the in they they moved around, and they never ate meat. So some of this is extrapolation, okay? But it's possible. That there were there were Rechabite communities that passed through Jerusalem or around Jerusalem, and Daniel may have been exposed to that. Ask him when you see him. (laughs) Of all that, there's again no no evidence of scripture. What we will get to see is the recurring godly choices and the recurring powerful results of a godly man that we study as we study these writings of of the book of, of Daniel. In 606 BC, the Babylonians uh, had gathered, they had swung north, they were preparing for a great battle, and they were going to annihilate the Assyrians. The Assyrian armies and the Assyrian uh, civilization uh, had been in decline for a couple of decades, and the Assyrians knew that, so they called on Pharaoh Necho from Egypt to bring his chariots to battle, and he was the one who who ran right up to the middle of, of uh Israel, uh, Judah and Israel and, uh, and uh, warned Josiah the king, don't, don't come out to fight me I'm just passing through, Josiah wasn't having any of that, so he went out to battle and he was killed, he was taken down by an arrow in, in the battle, out in, by Megiddo so Pharaoh Necho and his forces went north and he met the Assyrians and there was a battle on, more or less on the banks of the Euphrates river In six hundred six BC, and uh, the Assyrians and Pharaoh Necho lost that battle. They were they were wiped away, and it was King Nabopolassar. Ever heard his name before? That that's a that doesn't really show up. I don't think even in Scripture. Okay, but his son was Nebuchadnezzar. Nabopolassar gathered his army and marshaled them and sent them straight for Jerusalem, and he died in that march. Uh, so Nebuchadnezzar sent the generals to besiege Jerusalem and Nebuchadnezzar turned and ran for Babylon to make sure he could get confirmed as the king in that in that siege in, um, ultimately Jerusalem the walls were breached they, they, and they failed whether, whether it was because of starvation or whether it was because of military action we don't, they didn't tell us but uh, the results were in 605 B.C., 10,000 families from Judah were gathered and set on foot to march 600 miles to Babylon. And in that mix of families, there were skilled artisans and craftsmen, artists and weavers, jewelers and scholars, armorers and mighty men. I mean, those who had a skill, those who could market themselves, okay, they went to Babylon. Babylon. And only the very poorest of the poor, just people who were day laborers, they some of them were left behind in the land. Amongst that, you know, that exiting horde, uh, pictured in one of those things that I handed out, you'll find you find Daniel, this young man. And also from the simple map that I handed out, you can see that route to Babylon was to the north and then to the east, because you getting to a water source was critical and once you get to the Euphrates then you turn south and you go south to the, to the city of Babylon that was a 600 mile trudge carrying all your remaining possessions in your arms and remembering God's warnings on arrival the people of Judah were faced with the mighty walls of the city of Babylon they were 80 feet wide at the top. You could run four chariots shoulder to shoulder down the top of those walls. Now that's a wall. Okay. The wall was 350 feet high. So you didn't just show up with a band of, of uh, warriors and throw a ladder against it and scamper up and go over the wall. No, it's 350 foot high, and on it were 250 hardened defense point towers that surrounded that were on this surrounding wall. Something like a 55-mile circumference around the city of Babylon. The how carved long Did it take to build that? Where'd they get all the stone? Where'd they get all the stone? Where'd they? How did they build it's that? It's called slave labor. Okay. A lot the, of slaves. The carved gates of Babylon proclaimed the victories of their armies and their kings. Some of those gates are in international museums to, 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 to this day. Yeah, you know, they were excavated at Hall to London and Frankfurt and you know, so there is evidence you know, of what those gates looked like. Okay? The culture of Babylon was polytheistic, meaning they worshiped many gods. And very typically, they would conquer some region and they would then embrace that god and worship that too. <clears throat> the city was alight at night from the sacrificial flames of many temples those who were the remnant of judah faithful to the worship of god alone were seeing the utter collapse of ethical monotheism Do you understand that term okay there's one god and his name is yahweh okay and when you obey him then there is an ethic that flows from that there's a lifestyle there's you follow his commandments and these people who came as the remnant into babylon saw that whole system being crushed being being wiped away just like a the vast pantheon Babylonians worshipped and their lifestyles. And what was expected of them. The footings of the Tower of Babel had been reset. And its ziggurat, that stepped pyramid structure, was adorned with lights. The hanging gardens of Babylon, which was taken as one of the great um, wonders of the ancient world, that was green and lush set right in the midst of them. The surrounding desert, around around Babylon, the thing that made Babylon work was water. The Euphrates ran right through it. And without the water, nothing was green. <clears throat> Awe, and disgust, and fear uh, uh, for the for the on the part of the Jews who were there, as slaves. That was a daily reality the brilliant young men of Judah taken from Jerusalem to Babylon were castrated. Isaiah 39, I think it's Isaiah 39. Isaiah said, you young men, you're going to Babylon and you will be eunuchs. The date and the authorship of the book of Daniel was honored until the time of the Enlightenment about 300 years ago in the 1700s, and at that time everything that had to do with the scriptures was under assault. The dating, the authorship, the language, and the stories didn't matter what it was, but in the case of Daniel, especially the book of Daniel was under assault during the period of the Enlightenment because that particular book points forward to the coming of the Christ. and those scholars wanted to squash that wanted to produce evidence that that could never have been true so there's a clear split of opinion and scholarship to this day there are those who accept the dating and the authorship of Daniel and, and the content of the prophecies and embrace them and they're largely evangelicals here we are, and those who say no that couldn't be, you know the language is this and it's that you know they they basically reject it but you know the Lord is faithful okay the Lord, the scripture still stands <clears throat> not I choose to believe that the book of Daniel was dated about 535 BC at the end of his service he served he served in Babylon about 70 years he would have been a man about 85 years old when that that term came to pass and then I think he recorded he sat down and recorded what had taken place and what God had shown him Daniel would have seen the first return of the Jews out of captivity back to Jerusalem and his life overlapped, overlapped the life of Zechariah Daniel was in Babylon Zechariah was in Jerusalem Now the four young men noted in the text of Daniel who were chosen from Judah were were Daniel, whose name means God is my judge. Hananiah, whose name is God, excuse me, the gift of the Lord. Mishael, who is God. And Azariah, the Lord helps. Their names were subsequently changed to Babylonian names to get them to acculturate. To just to be able to function in in that particular culture. After Daniel arrived in Babylon there were two further rebellions of Jerusalem to pay tribute to Babylon. Now that resulted in two more sieges. And finally in 586 BC the city was leveled and burned including the Temple of Solomon. The gold and silver silver implements of the worship of Yahweh were, were taken and they were put on display in the temple of Bel in Babylon Daniel is named in Jeremiah and in Ezekiel Then that further attests to his historicity at that time. Jesus refers to Daniel as the author of that book in Matthew 24 part of the book of Daniel has the records of God's mighty power displayed before Nebuchadnezzar and his court, his, his magicians and his wise men part of the book describes Daniel reading scripture and discovering that um, the captivity of of Judah was limited to 70 years. And he was the one who began to put forth, hey guys, this this is coming to an end. Okay? He served two empires, the Babylonians and the Persians. Part of the book of Daniel is prophetic Stretching out way beyond us into the future, or maybe into tomorrow. We don't know. Part of his prophetic release pointed to the exact time of the coming of the Son of Man, Jesus, who would become Christ. Daniel had visions and dreams in which he saw the empires of the future and how they would fare as they went along. You know, how did God treat those empires and nations? Now, I lived through five kings and regents of the Babylonian Empire prior to the ascension of Cyrus who we mentioned before when we studied Zechariah Cyrus is the Persian okay, but there were five previous kings and regents that he served under and in that court life was bitter and bloody and there were attempted coups and assassinations all the time and he survived Daniel's trust in God was indeed a shield about him The Sovereignty of God is the principal focus of his writing and experiences. Daniel wrote to encourage the exiled Jews with his recorded visions and dreams concerning their future. The providence of God is at work through Daniel to prophesy concerning Jesus in his first advent, in his first coming, and in his second coming. So let's pray. Forge family, uh, we just need to to see what God's going to do through this text. It's uh, it's really pertinent because we're in a situation in America where you go, what is going to happen next? And that was really the case with with uh, with Israel, uh, with the Jews from Judah who are saying, what are you going to do, Lord? This is a mess. Okay. So, Lord God, we we've looked at other prophets. Now we turn to Daniel, whose scope of gifting and prophetic gifts, insights. They're unique in the Bible. For 300 years, scholars have tried to dismantle his accounts, but archaeology and ancient writings have shown proof upon proof of his life and ministry. Perhaps in our lifetime, Lord, we will see fulfillments of some of your words through this man, Daniel. Thank you, Lord, that your word stands. We want to be good listeners. We want to be good responders and appliers so that all that is laid before us in this book is for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, amen.